Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. Brian Mazurowski, going to be tough to uh, top that one outside right now. Partly cloudy skies. Already uh, feeling that heat, so we'll have more on that in just a moment. 75 degrees in Buffalo. Mayor Byron Brown was one of five speakers testifying before a House committee in Washington yesterday on the impact that mass shootings have on communities. The May 14th shooting in Buffalo will impact an entire generation of children. This event has the potential to harm Buffalo's already economically disadvantaged black community and further grow inequality. We must do whatever we can to combat this and provide East Buffalo, the East Buffalo community with the funding for services such as counseling, educational enrichment, and lost wages. Uh, Mayor Brown also indicating the city spent over $500,000 in just the first two weeks after the shooting on police and fire overtime. He appealed for federal funding to address economic damage for communities that suffer mass shootings. All right. We'll uh, be hearing more from the mayor set to join us just after 7 o'clock this morning. After years of trying to configure a massive distribution facility north of Buffalo, Amazon winning approval to build in the town of Niagara. WBEN's Max Ferry here with more. The town of Niagara's board passed the final site plan for Amazon's 3 million square foot distribution center, which will be located on Lockport Road, giving an essential revenue boost to the town. Many residents have voiced their concerns with the traffic and safety for the congested roadways once the Amazon trucks come to town. But Town of Niagara Supervisor Lee Wallace says the $5.5 million coming to Packard and Lockport Road will make the streets safer than ever before. All the fear that people have about this might not be as bad as they think it will be. $5.5 million worth of road changes is a very significant amount. Um, I believe that road, Packard-Lockport Road, will be safer after they're done than it's ever been before. And we as a town uh, will do everything we can to make sure that the rules are followed and that the trucks follow the rules. If we have to sit a patrol car at those sites and at those intersections for a year, we'll do it. To listen to the full board meeting and the supervisor's full remarks following the approval, visit our website, maxferrywben.com news. All right, Max, we'll be hearing from Town Supervisor Lee Wallace this morning. The national average for a gallon of gas has dipped below $4.50 for the first time since the middle of May. In Florida, one of five stations now selling gas for less than $4.00. 
Tom Kloza is the global head of energy analysis for Oil Price Information Service. The psychology of having uh, in probably in Florida, it's close to 20% of prices now with a three handle. I mean, I'll be at 399.9. I think that helps. And that means that, you know, people will drive a little bit more or if they had a, a trip on the shelf, they might take that trip. The average price here in Buffalo has dropped another penny from yesterday, sitting at 4.65 a gallon this morning. All right, uh, having an impact on a lot of organizations, a lot of businesses too. We'll hear more on that from Tom Puckett coming up at the bottom of the hour. More than 10 years after Canal Side picked up steam, Buffalo getting ready for another transformative project by the water. WBEN's Brayton Wilson was at the former LaSalle Park. A number of local elected leaders and other members of the Buffalo community joined the Ralph Wilson Park Conservancy on Tuesday for a groundbreaking ceremony to mark the opening phase of the new Ralph C. Wilson Jr. Centennial Park project. What they're doing here is just fabulous. I used to walk this park fairly regularly. It's pretty discouraging, you know, how poorly it was maintained. You know, the city has some great parks and some more affluent neighborhoods. This park didn't get a lot of love, and it's going to get a ton of love now. And this is going to be a park that will be unlike, you know, anything in our community and will, in fact, I think think be a national attraction and people will come to Buffalo because of this park. I don't think we yet appreciate just what this park is going to be. That's board president of the Ralph Wilson Park Conservancy, Keith Belanger. Ralph Wilson Park will be built in phases over the next several years with construction expected to begin sometime later this summer. Plans for the park include the updates of several baseball and softball fields as well as the rehabilitation of the inlet area to create a resilient shoreline and protect the park from higher lake levels and severe weather. When all is said and done with the project, Hopefully by the year 2025, it should make the park much easier for everyone to access and use. Here's more from Buffalo Deputy Commissioner of Parks and Recreation, Andy Rabb. It's going to be more family-friendly with comfort stations. It's going to be a year-round place instead of just coming down for a hot summer day to get out of the heat and enjoy the breeze. There'll be a place to sled in the wintertime here, a revamped dog park, improved athletic facilities, an attachment to the water that doesn't currently exist. So I I think this is a real special day, a real special place, and we're very excited and thankful for all of the partners, and there really is a true collaboration to get this done. More on the transformation of the new Ralph Wilson Park is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Pretty cool. Uh, The former LaSalle Park, I think it's one of those places where everyone kind of can look at and you go, it's got potential. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It looks, uh, I mean, the work that they're going to do, it's not just... Uh, you know, putting up a few things here and there. I'm totally reshaping the right. land. Um, I, I mean, the bridge. going to be a very transformative they wanna, project. And they want to connect it. I mean, it's so disconnected right now yeah, right? More because ways of the 190. To access it um, absolutely makes sense. And uh, work, you know, kind of finally getting underway with that groundbreaking yesterday. Yeah, and they're talking about having it completed by 2025. So you're really going to start to see some action there. 124 million Americans are under heat alerts, facing temperatures that'll climb well into the triple digits in many areas. Records show average temperatures in 96% of the U.S. have increased this summer, and today more records are expected to be broken in Oklahoma, New Mexico, and Texas. Paramedics are responding to twice as many heat-related calls as normal near Fort Worth which hit 109 yesterday. The conditions turning deadly for a police officer outside New Orleans who died on duty from what's described as a heat-related illness. All right, uh, something like 24 states all under heat advisories, including this one here. We won't see triple digits, 
but we could see 90s today. Yeah, heat index might be near that triple uh, digit, but temperatures near 90. We'll check in with Aaron in uh, just a little bit from now. How about this story? A discarded cup of coffee at an airport helping to solve a 46-year-old cold case murder. 68-year-old David Sinopoli arrested this week for the death of Lindy Sue Beekler. I think that's uh, hopefully uh, pronouncing that name right. 19 years old when she was found dead in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, in her, her apartment. Andrea Fujii with more on the story. Famed genetic genealogist C.C. Moore researched those very distant relatives and their immigration history. She determined the suspect's family tree extended to a small town in Italy where many residents migrated to Pennsylvania. With only 2,300 Italians living in Lancaster at the time of the murder, she was able to focus on Sinopoli, who was living in the same apartment complex as Beekler in 1975. As police recently followed him, they picked up a coffee cup he had dropped in the trash at the Philadelphia airport. They ran the DNA. It was a match. Never giving up on the case, right? At the time of the murder in 1975, a potential suspect's DNA was taken from the crime scene, but the arrest never made. She heard right there. The DNA database finding only very distant relatives of the suspect dating back to the 1600s, but now able to get that coffee cup wow. and turn everything right. around. Incredible when you hear about, uh, you know, not giving up, right? No, and uh, being able to solve time, this case. I mean, all those years, right? It reminds me in a small way. Of when they caught the bike path rapist here. Right? Absolutely. I was thinking that uh, exactly the same. You know, all this time, um, and then it, what it was a fork or a napkin yeah. uh, at a plate or on a, a glass restaurant? Or something, something from the restaurant. And uh, being able to take that, make the match, and then be uh, able to solve the crime after all these years. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for partly sunny skies. It'll be hot. It'll be humid today with temperatures topping out near 90 degrees. For tonight, mostly cloudy with scattered showers and storms. Overnight lows in the low 70s. Partly sunny. Can't rule out a few showers as we head into your Thursday with highs near 80. Back in the low to mid 80s on Friday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Mayor Byron Brown is joining us live on WBEN this morning. The far-reaching impact of a mass shooting on a community. Mayor, you told a House committee about it yesterday. How significant is this here in Buffalo? Uh, The mass shooting, uh, the economic impact above and beyond, the personal toll to uh, the families who lost 10 family members, Uh, the three others that were injured is extremely significant. Uh, In this country, uh, the economic impact of mass shootings is in the billions of dollars. And in Buffalo, in just the two weeks after the May 14th mass shooting at Tops, the economic impact uh, exceeded half a million dollars And that figure continues to grow since May 14th. But beyond uh, having the opportunity to testify about the economic impact of the mass shooting in Buffalo at the House Financial Services Committee yesterday, today I am in New York City with um, Mayors Against Illegal Guns. I'm one of the founding 
uh, members of that organization. There's a major summit in New York City today with mayors from all across the country uh, who will be talking about the issue of gun violence, its impact, and uh, fighting back against gun violence in America uh, with a group of mayors later this morning in the 8 o'clock hour. I'll be live on Good Morning America uh, talking about the issue of gun violence and its impact uh, on the Buffalo community, uh, on uh, Erie County, uh, and on communities all across the country. And uh, we'll look forward to that and uh, much more on that in just a moment. I I do want to ask about the testimony yesterday. You know, for obvious reasons, the financial impact is often understated in this, right? I mean, there's, for good reason, so much attention focused on the horrors of an attack itself. But, you know, with the reopening of TOPS, you need to look no further than maybe the new security cameras outside there uh, and then a couple of other locations nearby as just different ways where now we're adding expenses onto municipalities to react to an attack like this. Um, I I guess, how do you kind of uh, make that point to people that when a community suffers an attack, that they need help that goes beyond, um, you know, the humanitarian help that we think of first? We, We absolutely have to talk about it as our community continues to grieve and heal from the white supremacist mass shooting at Uh, tops, we have to talk about, yes, the horrible impact on lives and on families and on members of the community that have been traumatized, uh, but there is a cost. Uh, There is a cost to families. Uh, There is a cost to survivors, a cost to community members traumatized, and a municipal cost that is borne by all the taxpayers of the response itself, police, fire, other agencies. Uh, There is a cost of uh, then having to protect and secure communities after a mass shooting event, after gun violence. So the, the cost is significant in individual communities and the, um, aggregate cost to the nation uh, is in the billions of dollars annually. So there is a significant cost of gun violence and of mass shootings that the public needs to know about. Uh, I certainly had the opportunity uh, to share that uh, at the forum uh, yesterday in Washington uh, before members of Congress. I also had the opportunity to travel uh, to the White House and speak to Julie Rodriguez Chavez, one of President Biden's senior advisors, and uh, speak to her about the cost and also make a personal request uh, for uh, financial assistance coming back to the families that were affected in Buffalo and financial assistance coming to our city in general. Mayor, you appealed for federal funding, uh, picking up on that, for this economic damage. Was it, how was that received? Uh, I think it was received well. 
uh, members of Congress spoke to me after uh, the testimony, after the, the, the hearing, uh, and said that they wanted to do everything that they could uh, for the people of, of Buffalo. That was certainly gratifying to have members of Congress come over after uh, the hearing and, and say that. I think it was well-received. It was well-received in uh, the White House by the Biden administration. There absolutely has to be federal assistance to Buffalo and to other communities that have suffered the damage of these mass shootings and gun violence. Uh, Mayor, before we let you go, I want to ask you about something else that happened yesterday that was groundbreaking for the new Ralph C. Wilson Centennial Park, the former LaSalle Park. Is this a project that you foresee having the same sort of impact that the transformation of Canal Side did about 10 to 15 years ago? Absolutely. The renovation of the former LaSalle Park into Ralph C. Wilson uh, Junior Centennial Park is going to be transformational. It will create a world-class park environment in the city of Buffalo, uh, on the west side of Buffalo, uh, West Buffalo. Uh, it will attract people uh, from across the region, across the state, and across the world to the city of Buffalo. So it will have a major uh, transformational uh, impact uh, all totaled, uh, the project will be over $100 million of investment in the city of Buffalo. Uh, it will be a major boost uh, to the city, uh, to the region. Mayor, have a safe trip back to Buffalo after your meetings today in New York. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Susan and Brian. Mayor Byron Brown, live on WBEN. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 